And now, on Prophetic Faith. and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at prophetic faith i am pastor robbie barrett pastor of excellent faith ministries in tazel virginia tonight we are going into part two of volume three dealing with distractions the title of the message was what changed now i touched on this last week but i want to go a little bit more in depth on this is that confession of faith confession of the word is only as strong as the confession you keep what do I mean by that? Simply put, it means this. It doesn't matter what I confess of the Word. It doesn't matter what kind of faith confession that I make concerning God. If I change my confession by the end of the evening, or maybe tomorrow, or maybe next week, it does nothing. You see what I'm saying? And that's what the enemy realizes. So what does he do? As we learn with J.R.'s, the pressure to change his confession came after the confession. He made this statement. He said, if you come and touch my daughter, he's talking to Jesus, if you come and you touch my daughter, she will live. Those were the last words that he said. But when that man came with news and said, don't trouble the master anymore, your daughter is now dead. What did you think that he wanted to do? You think he wanted to keep saying, she will live and not die. She will live. No, no, no. You, get, you can guarantee that the pressure was on him. And as we're going to learn in this message, Jesus came through because he is an on-time God. Let's get into this message right now. It is going to bless you, and I'll see you at the end of the program. He wanted to change his confession, and I believe that Jesus knew that. Watch this. So this is what Jesus did. See, the Bible tells me, this is what I love about Jesus, is that when you are about to turn your confession and let go of this thing, He comes in and He helps you. Come on, somebody. Can you say amen? See, we are, watch this, we are not serving a God that just says, best of luck, fend for yourself. Come on. We are serving a God that says, I will be with you in times of trouble. When you go through the fire, I'll be with you in the fire. Somebody needs to put our hands together and give God some praise today. Come on. He says, when you're in the trouble, when you're in the valley, I will be with you. So he looks at Jairus. He knew that Jairus was going to change his confession, as many of us would have. Come on. He knew that Jairus was about to lose it all. And he turns to him and he does what the Word says he does. The Bible says he is the high priest and the apostle of our confession. Come on. The Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So in other words, this is what Jesus said. He said, don't be afraid. 
You confessed what I was going to do for you. Come on, somebody. How many has been declaring what God's going to do for you? He said, you spoke what I was going to do for you, and you put your faith and your trust in me. Don't back off now. Having done all to stand, what do you do? Stand. I've confessed the word. I've stand, I've stood on the promises of God, but it looks like it's getting worse. What do I do? Stand. You've backed off many times before, but this time's got to be different. We got to make up our mind that we're going to stand. Amen? So he says, listen, you came to me, you sought me out, you made this confession that if I come and touch your daughter, she's going to live. Don't back off of that now. <laughs> Lord. See, your King James Version says that Jesus heard the word. He heard it. But see, it's a different herd. That's why, that's why we like to dig out the Greek and the Hebrew here. Because you see, this word herd here in the Greek is not the kind of herd that we think of. See, if you come to me and you tell me about a sad situation in your life, I'm hearing you, right? And I'm responding. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's sad. Right? We're doing those things. This is not that kind of herd. The, when the Bible says that Jesus heard these words, it's exactly like the Good News translation said. He paid no attention to the report. Come on now. Here, here's... Here's how we like to say it. Ready? It went in one ear and out the other. He did not, the Greek says he did not recognize it as sound counsel. Man, some of us need to adopt that in our lives. That when the enemy comes to you and says, you're not going to make it, it's getting worse, it's over, it's done with. Some of you need to learn how to treat what the enemy says as not sound counsel. You need to let it go in one ear and out the other. Somebody say hallelujah. So Jesus heard these words, but he paid no attention to it. He knew it. Reckon, what did we learn in part one? That the reason why Jesus spent so much time alone with the Father was so that he could gain perspective, right, on what was priority. And number two, to recognize what was distractions. That's why at one point he was praising Peter. And then the next, the very next thing, he rebukes Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Right? Because he could recognize what was distractions. He knew what this was. This was, a, this was a report sent to shipwreck Jairus' faith. To cause him to let go and give up. And don't you think for one second in here this morning, church, that the enemy's not doing the same thing to you. He's sending you different reports here and there. He's showing you the circumstances and says, look around. You're confessing. You're believing. It's not working. Why trouble the master any further? But Jesus paid no attention. He says, don't fear. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't fear. In other words, he says, don't be distracted. Jairus, this is nothing but a distraction. Don't get caught up in it. 
You keep your one focus that you had when you first came to me. And that was, I'm going to lay hands on your daughter and she's going to be all right. Don't change that now. And I want to challenge you in here this morning that you're looking at circumstances in your life and it seems like things are not getting better, they're getting worse. And you're wanting to change what you've been saying. And you're wanting to change your faith. I've been sent by the Lord to tell you this morning, don't do it. It's nothing but a distraction. See, here's what you got to understand. Here's what you got to understand. Is that Satan is going to fight this until the very end, until it manifests. Lord my God, did you hear what I said? One of the other definitions of distraction means to back off. To literally retract from. That's what another definition means of distraction. And tell me that this wasn't what was going on in this situation. This was a distraction sent to try to get Jairus to back off. <laughs> All right, but look at verse 28 and 33. Or excuse me. Let me go to Numbers 13. Now, when Jairus went in that room, and Jesus and his disciples, how many can agree with me that death was screaming? It was screaming. It's over. This is foolish. This is futile. The enemy had people even laughing at Jesus. All these things are distractions. That's why Jesus said, get him out of the room. See, some of you, watch this, some of you need to learn to quit trying to persuade people to believe what God showed you and just walk it out. Somebody say amen. Because some people, no matter how much you try to persuade them, they're not going to see it. They will see it once it manifests. But right now, you keep your focus. And that's what Jesus did. He said, I don't have time for this. Get out of the room. And he, watch this, we know the, the last part of this story. That exactly what Jairus confessed is what Jesus did. But I want you to see why. It's because that Jairus didn't change his confession. He did not turn his faith. When he had every opportunity to do so. Watch this, church. For every opportunity you have to believe God, there is two or three opportunities to doubt Him. Somebody can say amen because you know what I'm talking about. The enemy fought to the very end until Jesus said, Arise, and the damsel arose. So I'm telling you, don't get tripped up. Even after, because even after you're standing and even after you're confessing, it seems like the enemy's not backing off. Don't get tripped up by that. Because he can kick and scream all he wants to, but he can't stop it. Somebody say amen. He can't stop you from having what God has promised you when you believe that promise and you take it. So now I've learned. Because so many times we've been taught that the moment we stand, that's it. The enemy's just going to back off. No, that's not always the case. 
Sometimes he will fight you to the very end of manifestation, but he can't stop the manifestation. All right, now look at Numbers 13, verses 25 through 27. It says, And they returned searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron to all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran uh, to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land, a taste of what God had promised them. Verse 27, And they told him and said, We came into the land where you sent us, and surely, somebody say, surely, it, it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. So, all right, so let's stop right there. Let me ask you a question. What would have happened? Now, we all know the story, right? We all know what happened to the Israelites. Let me just ask you this question. What would have happened if they would have stopped right there? We went and scouted out the land. It's everything that God said. The end. What if they just stopped right there? The, story, the whole story would be different. We would not be preaching today about the, the Israelites that wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Do you see that? This is why I tell you, this is why I drill into you all the time that it matters what you say. It matters about the distractions that's going on in your life. But we know that it didn't stop there, did it? Now look at verse 28 and 33. Nevertheless, it's everything that God said. Everything that God promised is true because here's the fruits of it. But nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, and all that dwelled in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. This was an impossible situation. This was a mountain of circumstances, but yet you had two people that were not distracted by it and said, listen, we believed and trust God. This is why we've been walking all this time. Let's go. Let's take it now. Now look at the next verse. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Verse 32. And they brought up an evil report. Caleb makes a confession. The men before this makes a confession of what? This is it. This is everything that God promised. Let's go and get it. When did the distraction come? After. Then an evil report was sent up of the land. And they said and searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people we saw are in it are men of great stature. Next verse. And there we saw giants and the sons of Anak, which come forth, come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. 
And so we were in their sight. So I ask you, how much different would this story have been if they would have stopped at that one confession, which was what God said? But because they got distracted, what did they get distracted by? All the things of the enemy. Instead of keeping their focus on what God said, they're looking at all these, you know, impossible circumstances. Here they, watch this, here they had been confessing, we're going to go in and we're going to possess this land, right? Until they rolled up in the land and seen all these distractions. Do you, are you seeing the connection? Here Jairus says, she, he comes and says, you, all you got to do is touch my daughter, lay hands on her, she's going to be healed, she shall live. And then here comes this impossible circumstance. She's dead, it's over, it's done. The distractions come after you stand on the Word. you got to know that today. Alright, so they got distracted. And instead of standing on the Word, they changed their confession. If you get caught up in the distractions, you will change your confession. I promise you. You will begin to say what's going on. Now let's go back to Jairus for a minute. Would we be preaching about this story today if as soon as Jairus had heard that, that report, she's dead, that if he would have been immediately going, oh gosh, she's dead, she's dead, well, it's over now, she's dead. Would we be preaching about it today? Watch this. Because of their evil report, it changed the entire nation of Israel. You know what happened, right? The, all the nation of Israel, except Joshua and Caleb, turned against Moses and Aaron. They wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. And we know the rest of the story, right? Jesus said, or excuse me, God said, because you brought forth this evil report, you went for 40 days, you're going to spend 40 years wandering in this wilderness because you got caught up in distractions. I titled this message earlier, What Changed? You say, what do you, what do you mean by that title? How many's made their confession about what God's going to do in your life? How many standing on the Word? Well, now these, these situations are arising in your life and it's looking like it's getting worse and not better. Here's what I've come to ask you. What's changed? Is God still going to do what He said? Come on. Come on now. Oh, but there's a Red Sea in front of me. Does that matter? Moses, stretch out your staff. I'm still going to do what I said. I'm still, watch this, because you put your faith and your trust in me, I'm not going to let your faith be in vain. See, this is what we got to know in here this morning, is that we don't serve a God that says, okay, put your hope, put your faith and trust in me, and I may do something for you. No, no, no. If it's in His Word, He will do it every single time. We need to put our hands together and give God some praise this morning. Come on. God is a faithful God. He's faithful. All right, so because of the report of distraction, it turned the entire nation and it changed 
the course of their destiny. I'm going to say this again. Never underestimate distractions. Never underestimate them. I have one last scripture this morning. Psalms 27, verse 13. Steve, come up and play. Psalms 27. This is the amplified version. David said, I would have despaired. Just like Jairus would have. If I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. <laughs> Woo! Y'all want me to put that in today's language? I, God had made me some promises. He gave me some words. And there were some situations that arose in my life that if I had not believed that God would do what He said, come on, I would have tripped up. I would have let go of this. I would have threw in the towel. I would have said, there's no way out of this, it's over. And some of you right now, come on, this is what I love about church is that we can be real. Some of you right now, come on, let's be real. You're about ready to throw in the towel. I've been confessing, I've been standing, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, and things are not getting better, it looks like they're getting worse. But I'm going to tell you what Jesus told Jairus. Don't fear. Only believe. Believe what? Believe what you first said. You said, if I touch her, she shall live. Don't back off now. Don't change your confession. Because let me tell you something right now. God can't do what you speak against. Come on, if all you speak is curse, God can't bless. God, watch this, God can't bring life in your situation if all you speak is death. I know the enemy's screaming. I know he's kicking. But you know who else does that? A little child. He can't stop what God said. Somebody say amen. I said he can't stop what God said. <laughs> I love what God told me one time. He said, have I not proven to you? He said, the enemy fights hard. He said, but have I not proven to you that he can't stop it? Amen. Praise God. Don't you love the Word of God? Jesus is the, uh, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, but not only that, He is the high priest, the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Now, we've seen that example in the story with Jairus. When Jairus was, was wanting to go in a cave somewhere, and you can relate to that. You can uh, sympathize with Him. Jesus looked at him and said, don't change your confession. In other words, that's what he was saying. You hold fast. Only believe. You said that if I touch your daughter, that she would live. That she would be made whole. Don't change your confession now. And that's what I want to tell you right now. You made your confession. You made your stance on the Word of God. You've put forth your faith. 
And now the enemy is attacking what it seems like he's never attacked before. I want to challenge you. Don't change your confession. Hold your ground. What has changed? The answer to that is nothing. Nothing changed. No matter, despite the devastating news that came to Jairus, nothing had changed. Jesus went and did exactly as Jairus confessed that he would do. Think about that. Lord, I'm ready to preach again. This works every single time. And if you don't get distracted, you will receive what you've been believing God for. I want to pray for you right now that you will do as Isaiah said. He said, I set my face before you as a flint. I am unmovable. And as Paul said, he said, but none of these things move me. I want you to get that laser focus about you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person that's watching right now. Lord, that they will not be distracted by what's going on to the left or to the right. As the message translation says, these sideshow distractions. Uh-uh. We are focusing and keeping our pinpoint accuracy on what you promised us. We know that your word does not change. So, Father, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. It cannot stop your word from coming to pass. I thank you, Father, for the results that's coming forth. I thank you for the Lazarus, or excuse me, the, the Jairus situations, the people that's coming forth that said, I had impossible circumstances, but God turned it around for me. I thank you for this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. I know that a bunch of you Jairuses are watching right now. And your testimony is coming forth. Your victory is coming forth. Don't let go and don't give up. I want to take this time right now to thank our faith partners. Faith partners, thank you for your giving and support of this ministry. You help us do what we're doing right now. You and God Almighty are the reason why we are here every single week. So as you partner with this ministry, remember that. That you are partnering to forward the kingdom of, the, of God. To preach this gospel to hurting people, broken people. To the people that just are on their last stance and they don't know what to do. And they hear a word from God and it changes everything. That's the slogan of this, this program. One word from God can change everything. And partners... You help that one word from God come forth. So thank you for that. <clears throat> and all those who write us and come in contact with us, letting us know what a blessing this program is and, and how it has changed your life and touched you, thank you for that. Not only has your faith been encouraged, but my faith is encouraged when I receive those things. So until then, keep walking by faith. Don't get distracted because your victory is coming forth. In Jesus' name, be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. 